You're listening to the Web Presence Rockstars Podcast with Misty Smith from Rio LLC. Thanks for tuning in. It's Misty Smith. Welcome to the second episode of my podcast. Um, I hope today finds everybody safe and happy and healthy still. And I hope you guys are joining in to hear some more tips and tricks. Today I'm going to be talking about Facebook posts and ads along with Instagram. And it's a pretty like detailed, entailed, many, many steps type of a topic. So I'm going to hit like some of the main points. And then in future recordings, I might drill down into a little more information based upon your feedback or if you want anything or you have any questions or whatever. So you can email me, um, social at rio-llc.com, or you can go to my website at rio-llc.com and Facebook message me, or you can go to my website to get my phone number, which is 540-947-1167. So you can call that number, leave a message, ask me a question, text me a question, anything that you want to know that I didn't cover or if you need me to go into more detail for you personally, I'm so happy to do that because this is like a topic that's pretty near and dear to me. I started maybe three or four years ago delving into you know Facebook ads probably even longer than that since you know 2014 when it was just starting and it's changed and grown so much and now there's so many things that you can do and there's so much information going around it can make your head spin and you know you don't know what to do and you're throwing money and you're not getting results so I'm going to break some things down for you today so the first one is with your posts It goes for Facebook and Instagram because, yes, we know that Facebook bought Instagram, so it's kind of Facebook-stagram, I don't know. But sort of the same rules kind of apply. And so, like, there's a question between that I always get, like, what is organic and what is paid? So basically what organic is is when you make a post on Facebook, if you post a video or if you post... um, you know, a text or picture or a link or whatever that you post and you don't put any money towards boosting or an ad for it, that's an organic post. And so a lot of people who are just now starting out or just starting out with their Facebook pages, you know, you don't have a lot of followers and you're wondering, well, I'm not getting any reach because you're watching your little analytics and you make a post and like three people see it and you're like, well, I have a hundred followers while well, only three people seeing it. Um, with that, and that's, you know, you can share it or you can get your friends to share it, but just the straight up, just if you do a test and make a post just to see your organic reach, it's going to be pretty low. And it's usually about 1.5% of your total followers. Uh, and Facebook does that for a reason. They want to make sure that you're getting engagement and your information is relevant to what you're putting out there. That you're not just putting it out there and nobody's, you know, commenting or 
sharing or liking other than you. And I, I guess Facebook does know that if you're sharing your own post because it's you and you're the one who posted it, I'm assuming that that's how it happens. But so, you know, not a lot of people see it. And it, even if you share it to your own personal news feed, then however many people see your news feed, which is not everyone in your list either. So you have to be kind of strategic about how you're doing this and, and how you're growing. And that's kind of where paid ads come into play. So there's a couple of different paid ads. You can boost and you can actually run like a paid content ad. So I, I know a lot of people are very tempted to boost. You make a post and three people have seen it and there's that little boost button and you're like, oh, heck yeah, I'm going to push this button and more people are going to see my post. And, you know, it gives you some features like, you know, what audience and all that, but it's just the post that you did and it's still, I mean, it'll go out to more people, but it's only to people who are going to be online right at that moment. And, you know, you pay five or 10 bucks for a couple of days and maybe a thousand people see it, but are they relevant to the people that you want to see it? Are they your target audience? Are they your customer avatar or ideal customer, whatever you call it in your business or in your your day-to-day business operations. So why it's better to run an ad as opposed to boosting, which I do not recommend boosting at all. I've done it before just to see what happens and you don't get any more likes really. You don't, you just, you know, it's out there and just more people see it. Big woo. So what you're wanting is, and let's go back to this before I start going into what I'm about to say is, You know, if you make a post and 10 people see it and then 10 people become your customers, that is like surely better than you make a post and a thousand people see it and you get zero customers. So there's got to be a balance. You've got to have in your mind a strategy and we're going to get into that here shortly, but you have to have a strategy. You can't just be willy nilly throwing spaghetti up on against the wall and seeing what sticks. And I know a lot of people are tempted to do that just to kind of test it out, but you don't really want to waste your money, especially right now when you're trying to build your business and everyone's in quarantine or staying at home and, you know, something, you know, people do want to buy some things, but if you're just trying to get the word out about your business, it's not going to do you very, very good or very much good to throw money at something that's not helping you. So why should you do an ad as opposed to boosting? So with an ad, you can choose where you want that ad placed, whereas with a boost, it's just on Facebook. So with an ad, you can choose if you want it on Instagram or Instagram stories or Facebook stories, on the mobile desktop, on Messenger, on, you know, desktop news feeds. Um, There's lots of selections and and you can let, in in an ads manager, you can let Facebook kind of weigh out, you know, who's going to get... um, or what option is going to be the the best based upon what type of ad that you're running. So that's the other thing is you can create different types of ads um, that have different outcomes. So you can get engagement, you can get, you know, for e-commerce, you can get links to your website, um, you can get brain recognition. I mean, there's like six or seven different topics that you can choose um, when you go to place an ad of whatever your strategy is or what you want that ad to do. If you want to get more followers, if you want to get more clicks to your website, if you want to get conversions, like if you have a a lead magnet um, that you want to, 
you know, get people to put in their email addresses in exchange for this um, lead magnet, whatever it is. It, so if you want to direct people to a specific website, I'm sorry, that's my dog. And we're just going to have to deal with her because we're inside <laughs> and she barks at everything. Her name is Flairy Tail, by the way, and she's a very sweet dog. And sometimes she helps me with my work, but most of the time she just barks. So sorry about that. So getting back to what I was saying, um, you, you can create the different types of ads and then you like based on like your specific want or your specific goal for that ad. So like just recently for one of my clients, I did a like ad, a page like ad to get more followers. And I was very specific with my audience, um, which is you can create custom audiences with ads that you can't do in boosting. And you can save those audiences as well. But um, I was very specific with the ad of who I wanted. And then I ran a split test, which is also a cool feature of a Facebook ad that you cannot do on boosts. So a split test is where you have different audiences and or different um, creative like posts, like a video or, you know, versus a photo or a different video or just a different message, different captions. You can test it out to see which one is working best for you. And, you know, Facebook also, if like one, um, like test A is doing so much better than test B, it'll turn off test B and just start doing test A for you uh, based upon the results. But you can kind of see what's going to work best with the audience that you're looking to, to reach. So I did a split test. And ironically enough, it was almost 50-50 when the ad was over. I ran the ad for, um, it was like four days almost, and I spent $37. So for $37, I paid $0.61 cents per like and got 61 likes. So that's kind of weird. It's like 60, I just realized that. $0.61 cents for 61 likes, spending $37. And so that pushed him up over 100 followers, which was cool. And once you hit a, a hundred followers, that's where you can turn on the top fan badges. So that comes into play when there's a lot of engagement. So once you, you know, turn on your top fan badges, which, which this is another story, but I'm just going to throw this out there. You need to keep posting and you need to um, keep up that engagement so you can finally assign and get some followers because for, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, cool, I'm a top fan of this page, yay. And it, and it is a neat thing, and you, you see, you know, who engages most and who's you know, going to share or comment or like or, or whatever. So that's just one example of a split test. There's tons out there. So, if I mean, even if you're selling something, there's like a, a, a conversions to sell things um, if you have um, an e-commerce site. So there's tons of different features. If you don't have an ad manager set up uh, for your Facebook page, go, um, I would just recommend going and just setting one up and looking around to see the options. You don't have to run anything now, but you can just see the different options. And then when that's combined with the Facebook pixel, which is the tracking cookie, um, you, I mean, there's, I mean, no limit really to what you can do. You can create lookalike audiences and you can market your, or tar, you know, run an ad to market to people who look like and have the same interest as the people who already like your page. So Facebook already does a lot of work for you 
but it's, you know, it's the paid ads that, that kind of do this. So now, I mean, just recently there is a feature where you can do an organic post and you can put it in front of specific audiences. And that's kind of cool. I tried that the other day and that, uh, with one of my just organic posts and, um, it seemed to do pretty good. I think I got like six shares, but I was targeting a very specific audience with it. So, and, and you can also like target people who aren't your followers. So that's a brand new feature that just happened, which is like really cool. So if you, um, want to go check that out and see if it's been rolled out to your page yet or not, I would most definitely recommend that because that will help you, um, with getting your organic posts out there. So another thing that Facebook has done as far as ads, they've limited the amount of ads that larger companies can do. So that means that it, it's, there's more room left for the smaller businesses who are paying money to, to get their, their ads out to people who um, are in their target audience. So those are a few reasons why you should do an ad versus a boost. And the ads will show you, they'll break down like all of your analytics. So if you're an analytical person like me, you like tracking all the results and stuff, um, you can see what's working, what's not, especially with the split tests. So the next time you're kind of tempted to hit that boost, think, you know, I would think again, I mean, you, you can actually play, run the same ad as the post that you did just on the ads manager. So, um, and just see what kind of results you get, or you can just play around with it. Just, you know, just watch it and make sure you turn it off if you're like bleeding money. So I ran another ad for another, um, client that I had, um, at the beginning of the year and my target was for, in the strategy was for link clicks. Um, because there was a certain link that they wanted people to go to. And so I, I think it ran for three days and I spent $30 and I was getting 12 cents per click. So if you're getting something like $5 a click or <laughs> it's just, it's just way out there. Facebook has the capability to be like the best return on investment for ad spend ever. I just ran an ad on LinkedIn and it freaked me out. I was like, oh my God, it's bleeding money. But it really wasn't. It was actually doing pretty good. Once I started researching more into it, I was just used to the Facebook ads where I've gotten like 12 cents and 49 cents and 61 cents per click. And by the way, that's also a ton better than the um, Google AdWords where you could end up spending hundreds of dollars for like zero results, essentially. But that's for another story. So moving right along. Um, okay, so if you're, we're, we're jumping to Instagram really quick. So if you're posting on Instagram and you're using a third party to like post and follow and unfollow people, Instagram is on to you and they don't like it. So if they see that you're doing that, um, you know, cause a lot of these, these businesses and a lot of the, or a lot of the companies that you can use as third parties, they're fake people. And Instagram has figured out how to, um, tell if people are fake or not. So if you're pushing out your, um, your posts and stuff on Instagram to fake people, it's not going to do you any good either. I mean, you get that like, you know, a thousand forty five likes or, you know, 800 views of the video that you posted, but you don't know if those are real people. It could be like a click farm somewhere. 
So going back to what I was saying before, if you have 10 people who see your thing and 10 people who buy something for you, that's a lot better than 2,000 people seeing or viewing your video and zero people contacting you. So again, you have to be like super strategic about this. And you have to be very, very, very specific about who you are marketing to. So if you don't know who you're marketing to, I would suggest that you sit down and figure out who you're marketing to. Like, who is your target audience? Like, is it a, you know, male or female? Is it a small business? Is it a certain, like, type of person who, like, likes outdoors? I mean, get very specific about who your, who your customer is. And I know everyone says that, but it is super important because, again, if you're marketing to people who aren't likely to buy from you, then they're not going to sell anything. And, and your social media is just, you know, why is it there if, if, you, if your target is for people to buy stuff from you? So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, you can schedule your posts in advance on Facebook. You don't have to use anything like Sprout Social or Hootsuite or whatever, even though, I mean, they are pretty good tools. I would prefer, and I prefer myself, to schedule in advance. So, and then you can also schedule on Facebook to post on Instagram the same time you post on Facebook and vice versa. The only difference on that would be, I would say, if you have the time to, to schedule or to post your own Instagram posts, that you do hashtag research because hashtags are super important because now people can follow hashtags and... So if you're using a certain hashtag, you can, you know, your post can get to an audience that aren't people who, who like your stuff. So, and you can't necessarily share. I mean, you can do that regram or repost or whatever on Instagram, but uh, you know, you're using stories and you're using your posts with different hashtags to put your post out in front of, um, people that don't follow you and hope, uh, hopefully they can, they'll like you and follow you and integrate with you and, you know, reply and all that kind of stuff. So that's the plan. It, it does take a long time and it, there's no secret or magic pill. So any of these third-party companies that claim, you know, we'll reply for you and we'll get likes for you and stuff, just be wary of that because Instagram knows. I don't know how they know. It's their algorithm. And anybody who writes algorithms like the Google people and the Facebook people and the Instagram people, they're smarter than they need to be. But it's super cool, but it's super scary. So the best thing to do is be yourself, have a strategy, know who you're talking to, know who your audience is, know what you're selling, know how you can help the, these people who, who could potentially buy what you're selling and, you know, just be yourself. And it, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some work, but that's like seriously what you need to do. So... Um, we're moving on. Okay. So some of the things, again, if you're doing, um, an organic post on Facebook, Facebook does not like link shares. They want you to stay. It's just like on Google. It's like, you know, on your websites, when you have a website, you don't want people clicking off of your website to go look at something else that like if you link to from your website. So if you can help it at all, you keep everything on your website. It's the same thing for Facebook. Facebook doesn't want people clicking off to someone's website. I mean, unless you're paying for it. And that's, I mean, pretty much that's the bottom line. Facebook wants your money and 
you know, you can do what you like if you pay them the money. But if you're thinking that you're going to post something organically with a link, it's not going to get pushed out to your news feed um, because they don't want people leaving Facebook to go somewhere else. So the other thing is if you're clicking something like, hey, you know, click here to, to win this, or if that's in any of your, your content or textual content on any kind of um, organic Facebook post, Facebook is like, yeah, we're not gonna, this is clickbait. They want people to click or like or whatever. It's the same thing with any kind of contests that aren't associated with an ad that you're placing. So, and I've seen a lot of this, this drives me crazy. I've seen people uh, in groups and, you know, on Facebook pages say like, hey, um, you need to like our page or you need to like this comment right now or we're going to take you off of our group list because, you know, you're not interacting or whatever. Well, a lot of that is just a ploy for you to like something because the more likes and the more um, engagement and interaction you have with the people who follow your page and your groups, um, that's going to show Facebook that that post is relevant. So uh, I think Facebook has finally caught on to that, and I don't think that that works anymore. But also, if you're saying, hey, you know, click here, to win this or like this page and um, tag a friend and, you know, have them tag a friend to win this. Uh, any Anything that's like super salesy on an organic post, um, Facebook is just going to say, yeah, um, it's staying right here. You're you know, like three people are going to see it. So, and you can use that. I mean, you can use um, external links if you're paying for an ad because, you know, that's how else are you going to get people over to um, your landing page to get your lead magnet. So if you're paying for it, it's fine. Um, If you're just clickbaiting or trying to get people to like your page or whatever, um, or like your group or just to, you know, just to get that engagement so you can stay in, in front of someone's newsfeed, then that is most likely not going to work after a while. It may work like once or twice, but I mean, it's kind of, I mean, as a website developer, I see these strategies that with social media now that's been going on since that's been happening for, you know, eight or nine years uh, with Google. So, you know, with the search engine optimization, it's kind of the same thing. And the, the end result is exactly the same. You need to be providing relevant fresh, unique, informative, positive, good content that people want to see and read and hear about in order for people to engage. So if you're just putting the same old stuff up there or if you're not saying anything that's worthwhile or engaging, then it's not going to matter to anyone and you're not going to get any traction at all. So, um, some of the things that Facebook does, like obviously Facebook lives, um, and video, that's like the number one thing. Just make sure your video is like over three minutes long. I mean, you can still post like smaller videos, but if you notice some of these people on Facebook who, um, do videos, um, as most of their content to get people as followers, their videos are right around three minutes. I was looking through some today and it was like three minutes and one second, three minutes and two seconds. So, um, they seem to have gotten the memo about the three minute long videos, which is fine. It's just, um, having that, you know, getting that content together enough to have a three minute video to make it engaging 
and for people to, to keep watching. And Facebook does track how long people watch your videos. It's like three seconds and six seconds and 10 seconds, and it'll tell you in your insights uh, how long people are staying engaged watching your videos. And what you want, obviously, is people liking and sharing and commenting on them to get even more traction. Um, you can have photos as long as you know your textual content is you know, engaging, and then your textual content, if it's just textual content, it, it needs to be informative for people to read and like and share, whatever. So those are a little, those are a few strategies that you can use with your organic posts. And um, on Instagram, for whatever reason, the stories seem to be more popular than the news feed. So, um, and if you're doing a story, just make sure that you're not doing like 80 stories in a day. And, and if you are doing 80 stories in a day, make sure that they're relevant. Make sure people are going to stay on there and want to know what you're going to say next. Because, you know, if you've, if you've ever watched Instagram stories, you know, you're tapping and you're tapping and you're tapping to the next one and you're like, I, I don't care. And you end up hitting the X to just dump out. And so people maybe stay for two or three of your posts and then the other... 75, 76, you know, no one sees. And it could be something really, really interesting and, and relevant and pertinent to them, but they're missing out because you're, you know, posting too much. So, you know, just kind of use some common sense. Like, put yourself in the place of your target audience. How, how do you want to see things? How do you utilize you know, your Instagram, like when you're looking, not when you're selling, but when you're looking through, like, how do you decide who you follow? How, what kind of content do you like? I mean, like the people, when you're watching Instagram stories, do you X out or do you click through and see all their stories to get the whole, the whole story? Um, so just, you know, sit down, write that down, write down how you think that people want to, um, learn and know and how people can most benefit and, and the best way that you can present that to people who would most benefit um, from from stories and posts and all that. So, um, you know, kind of tends sometimes to be like an ego thing. But if we keep everything in perspective, it's about providing value. It's about, you know, positivity. It's about, you know, sharing information that people find important and interesting. So, that's what it's about. So if you can find a way to balance those two, then, you know, go for it. But you're, you're looking at this with your end audience or the end result for your audience in mind. So, um, I've talked a ton about all of this. So let's talk a little bit about strategy. Um, I have a tool. If anyone wants it, you can contact me again, like what I was telling you social at rio-llc.com or my Facebook page. It's at Rio LLC and you can message me there through messenger or you can call or text message me 540-947-1167. At some point, I think I'm probably going to put a link somewhere that you can download my, my free strategy planner. Now it's 18 pages long and you're thinking, what in the world? Why is it 18 pages long? Well, because you need to be serious about your strategy. That's why. So it's got, you know, all these 
um, pages first where you plan. So you can plan on, you know, fa Facebook, Instagram, like LinkedIn, Pinterest, Snapchat, you know, whatever your source uh, or wherever you post, you can plan out for whatever you want to post. And um, there's a little area, you know, Instagram and LinkedIn actually use hashtags to get um, posts out to people who are looking for that specific hashtag and information. So you can re research hashtags on LinkedIn and Instagram and, and make sure you do that. Like, and even if you're using your own little hashtag, I mean, that's cool. Just if you're, if you make up your own hashtag, just use it on everything. And that way, you know, it'll get some traction and, um, people may catch on to it and start to follow it. Um, it's a balance between like using a hashtag that, you know, 5 million people have already used and, you know, using one that's, that no one's ever heard of. So that's why it's so important to do hashtag strategy. Um, and like some, some hashtags are, I mean, they may sound like innocent little hashtags, but when you research them on, um, Instagram, you're like, oh crap, that's so not what I wanted to target. So you need to be careful with that. <laughs> like, you know, something as silly as my dog's name, Flairy Tail. I was going to, you know, hashtag flairy tale, and then I go and I look and it's, I don't even know what that stuff is. Uh, I don't know if it's anime. <laughs> I have no idea. But I'm like, yeah, not using that. We'll find another way to, you know, put flairy, you know, in a hashtag or whatever. I mean, even hashtag flairy and hashtag FT. I don't, you know, I'm just like, yeah, this is not what I'm wanting. So before you go out and start using a, a certain hashtag everywhere, Search it on Instagram and make sure it's what you want and it's how you want your business and yourself to be marketed. Because, I mean, some of this is scary. And, by the way, if you put in a hashtag in Instagram and nothing comes up, that means that that hashtag has been banned. And you can get a list of banned hashtags. You can just do a Google search on banned Instagram hashtags. And don't use those hashtags. Now, Instagram allows up to 30 hashtags per, um, per post. And you can inundate people with hashtags all you want. Sometimes it helps. I don't know. I've heard that, you know, a balance somewhere between, you know, 11 and 12 hashtags are, you know, work, works the best. But, you know, if you can put a couple, you can put 30, um, just don't make, just don't put the same hashtag twice. If you put more than 30 hashtags or if you use the, hash, the same hashtag twice, um, then your um, post isn't going to go out. Instagram's like, yeah, no, not, not doing that because you're, you're trying to um, do keyword stuffing. Like the same thing with um, you know, search engine optimization on your website. You know, if you, you hide hashtag or you hide keywords, which now, I mean, keywords isn't even a thing. So, you know, they catch on to what you're trying to do. So you need to do research and it needs to be relevant and valid and not anything that takes people away from what your goal is. So that's a big part of the hashtag strategy, which is on my little planner. And, you know, what kind of topics you want to discuss on social media so like you can do a week of a theme of certain things, or you can do like, you can pick a theme daily, just as long as it makes sense. And, and again, you're not doing the whole spaghetti stuck on a wall kind of a thing. Um, 
just, you know, make sure it makes sense. Make sure it's informational. Make sure it's something that people can engage with. Um, you know, just, and, and again, you're not going to have or do the right thing from the very beginning. I mean, you could get lucky and do it and you have one post that like takes off and you're like, yay. But it's, I mean, you have to keep trying. You have to do trial and error. And by the way, once you get it down, you're going to have to keep trial, doing the trial and error because everything changes. So you have to be present in your strategy. And then you can, again, you can schedule what time you want your post to go. You can decide if you want to post the same thing on Instagram and Facebook at the same time, or if you want something different. I mean, there, there's tons of options that my little free planner takes you through. And then it has the calendar pages where you can post up to, you know, three posts per day for each week. And then there's an extra section if you wanted to post more than three times. It, you know, it's up to you. It, um, it's up to you on how, how much time you have, if you are paying someone to do social media for you, um, and how expensive that is. I mean, you, you got to do what works for you that is, that is still getting you results, which, and here's the thing too, if you're a valid business and you don't have any, you know, Facebook page or an Instagram page, or you have it and you haven't posted since, you know, 2018, um, then people, you know, people hear about you, they see something, they go to your page and like, oh, well, this is abandoned. So you need to be consistent as well. That's, that's another big key there, consistency. So that you do stay valid and you do stay in front of people. And I, I know it's hard during this time, especially, and, and maybe even when everything is back to normal and, you know, workload gets in the way, you don't have time to post, which is why the schedule is like, the scheduler, I can't say that word, scheduler is super cool because you can sit down like in an evening and plan out your post for the week. And, you know, you can create your content. So you can take a couple of days and then like batch them and then schedule them to go out, which is cool. You know, whatever works best for you. But as long as you're being consistent and as long as you're being, you know, fresh and valid content, engaging content, informational content, positive content, you know, again, put yourself in the place of your ideal customer and, you know, do you know, post the stuff that you know, you thought that you could have used that you had to learn yourself when you were going through building your business. So like things that you knew. So like, let's say for an example, you're doing like, you're doing a multi-level marketing for essential oils or something. And when you first started, you didn't know like what a certain oil did. So like post to people about, you know, what this oil does and why it's important. You know, give valuable information, you, you know, I mean, be, be a real person and give, you know, provide value, give valuable information, you know, give people information that they can use. And because, you know, what you're doing is you're establishing your reputation and you're not known for someone who's going to be pushy or try to sell something to someone every two or three, you know, posts or whatever. So, I know I've gone over like a ton of information here and I, I hope that you've listened to the end because I did, I have provided some really good information that a lot of people don't know. I get asked these questions all the time. I get, you know, asked the difference between this and that and why you should do ads and why you shouldn't boost. And 
So I hope I have provided value. And again, if you want my free planner for social media, an 18-page PDF, hit me up and I can get it to you. And at some point, I'll probably provide a link or whatever on my website and I'll update the notes on my podcast. But I want everyone to be safe and stay healthy and be helpful to each other not during just not just during this time but all the time and you know provide value and you know be that person that you needed when you were starting out um you know it's not hard <laughs> it's it just requires a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of effort so um i hope everyone is safe and healthy i hope everyone has a great weekend i hope everyone has a happy Easter, those who celebrate Easter. I hope you have a happy Easter. And, you know, my family, um, we're doing like a, I don't, I don't even know what you would call it, like a, not necessarily a virtual Easter dinner, but, you know, usually we all get together, everyone cooks a dish, and everyone brings it. It's like a potluck dinner with the family. And we're still doing that, except, you know, we're, we're taking the food and swapping food at each other's houses. So like I always do the green beans. Um, I've done the green beans ever since my mom died 10 years ago and I do the green beans and I make them the way that my mom did in a pressure cooker with, you know, ham, ham pieces and everyone loves them. They're super yummy. And I do it maybe a couple times a year for like Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter. So I'm doing that and I'm like taking a big pot to my sister's house and then from there, she's going to, you know, her sister-in-law and, you know, my niece and nephew. And so everyone is contributing. But when you, you go to a central place, you leave what you took. Or, yeah, you leave what you brought. <laughs> you take what everyone else has cooked. I know it sounds a lot more um, difficult and entailed than it really is. But, you know, when you leave and when you when you get home, you have everything that you needed or not needed, but everything that you would have gotten at a dinner at, you know, if it was centralized in one person's house. So you're still sharing the love and the food, um, with your family. So I hope, I mean, maybe we FaceTime or whatever, but I hope everyone is able to spend time with their families, even if it's, you know, virtually through FaceTime. And, you know, I hope everyone is, staying healthy. I, I, I know I keep saying that, but I, I really do. This whole pandemic is, is really hard on a lot of people and it's hard on small businesses and, you know, be, be kind to each other and, you know, do your best and, and we'll, we're going to get through this hopefully sooner than later. So, um, y'all take care. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for my next podcast at some point. All right. Bye.